Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. George Edward Robertson Stiles II, uh, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Thanks. It's great to be here. Now, I gave your full name uh, because there was something about a G-Rob and a J-Rob as we were walking in. Yeah. Uh, normally, I would just say Rob Stiles. Welcome. Right. Thank you. But I, I, it's, it's such a, an outstanding full name that I thought we should share it with the world. Absolutely. Or, or, or the 120 people that might listen right. to this. You got that many? <laughs> uh, it depends on how we do tonight. Okay. All right. There's a lot of pressure on you. Right. <laughs> so you grew up in Ashland. I did. And you may be a couple minutes older than I am, but I imagine we had similar experiences. Absolutely. Um, yeah, my dad grew up in Ashland. Um down Center Street on the way to Gwaltney Church. Yep, just yeah. off the tracks. Yeah. yeah, just off the tracks. Grew up on the farm there. Um, and we lived, when we when he moved back to Ashland, we lived on Sneed Street, across the street from the, uh, the ball fields, the Ashland Little League fields. And we moved from there when I was one over to Caroline Street, right over by the college. Yeah. Um, we were, and so... You know, and we just sold that house uh, to the college a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, so the college was a big part of our life for many reasons. One, we were right there. My dad went there. Um, loved Randolph-Macon. You know, we went to all the games. and Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Randolph-Macon was our playground. They didn't have card key security systems back then you could just walk in and run around right you know um and go in the gym and we got kicked out of the gym quite a few times but sometimes they'd let us stick around and and play so i got to stay because my mom worked there well you, you but they always yeah. asked they all and then eventually they got used to you yeah and they, so you were a hooligan i was uh i was properly allowed to stay in there <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I, I was a quiet hooligan. <laughs> I didn't get caught. No, it was fantastic. Yeah, play basketball, get run around on the fields all day long. Yeah, and I know you only lived there for the first year, but when you were on Sneed Street as a baby, when you say the the ball field, you literally had football and baseball that right. shared space. Yeah, and then the basketball uh, was right across the street in the At old the war, war memorial. memorial. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And our kids played basketball. Uh, Silent Rob. Silent Rob is here tonight. Is, is here, and uh, we coached some basketball together. I think we did in the War Memorial. I think we did. Yeah. Was it carpeted still? N- yes, it was. It was not carpeted when we were much younger, but uh, they carpeted at some point. I guess it yeah. stayed carpeted. When we were young, it was concrete. Yeah, so. and you hit your head on concrete <laughs> right. when it fell out. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so uh Caroline, from the age of one until? Until, you know, 24, uh, when I graduated from college and my dad said I couldn't come back home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a similar conversation with my dad. <laughs> he gave me a couple thousand dollars and said, go move in with your sister. I, I didn't have a job yet. Um, okay. So he's like, this will tide you over until, until you get a job. Your dad was a pretty well-known personality in uh, town, as far as I remember. He always yeah. ran with a with a dog, and he yep. always seemed to be a nice guy. And uh, Yeah, anyway, tell me about your dad. Dad, My dad was a, a great man. Um, I think uh, he didn't start running until he was like 40. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a smoker, and he stopped smoking and wanted to get healthy, I guess, and started running. And I remember he would go up to A&P and buy these, you know, $5 shoes to run in. 
He's like, you know, and finally he realized he's got to invest in some shoes. Yeah, because $5 isn't going to last very long. No, no. So he ended up being a New Balance man. But, uh, yeah, he ran with our dog, uh, Schultz, mm-hmm. who was a Wammer runner. Um, we got him. I named him Schultz after Sergeant Schultz. On, uh, oh, you named Hogan. him. I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. On Hogan's Heroes, because I thought it would be cool for, you know, anytime Colonel Clink went, Schultz, <laughs> that he'd come running into the room or something. It's a great show. Right. Awesome show. Awesome show. So, yeah, so they were, um, they they ran together um, regularly. And it's funny, back in those days, too, uh, Schultz knew how to let himself out of the back door. Mm. All right. Yep. And he'd leave the house. And he'd make his rounds around town. Okay. He'd, he'd go over to the college, sit in some classrooms. He'd actually go to the German class. And Weimaraners are German. Yeah, dogs. sure. And he'd go in the German class and just sit, just lay down in the room. Was, get, was it comforting to him to hear German? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. He Then he'd get up and leave. And he'd go to the barbershop. They would give him some snacks or hmm. something. And then he'd go to the, the butcher at... Um, Cross Brothers. Wow. And, you know, so he 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 was a... He knew how to navigate traffic. He did. Because, well, there wasn't as much traffic. Well, but look, I'm so, a little bit younger than you, but we're about the same age, and I lost my first two dogs to cars in Ashland, one near the railroad tracks and one near the old 7-Eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he eventually did get hit on 54. Didn't didn't kill him, but he did he did get hit. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but dad, getting back to Dad, um, just a... Just a great guy, um, loyal, loved Randolph Megan, loved Ashland, uh, loved everything about it. And, um, uh, you know, he, my, my parents got divorced when I was 13 and I stayed with him. And so we were bachelors through, through high school. Cause your siblings were out of the house. My siblings were out of the house. My older sister was, um, either finishing up or had already finished VCU, um, arts and my other sister lisa was just starting college at the time so so yeah so we got uh we got real close you know he was he was my best friend and hard not to when it's just the two of you right yeah yeah and um but he was you know he was simple i mean simple guy you know the he taught us about the golden rule treat people the way you want to be treated you know everybody's everybody's equal you know it doesn't not, not, nothing nothing else matters is, except the character and everything like that. So I learned a lot from him just watching him. Yeah. And yeah. how he dealt with people and, um, you know, going to work with him. And, you know, he talked to the janitor the exact same way he talked to his boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Which is not necessarily everybody in Ashland, but there was a yeah. lot of that in Ashland. Yeah, yeah. And he was a, you know, he was a CFO. So... He could, have, um, he could have ignored 80% of humanity if he wanted to. If he wanted to, but yeah. he didn't because that's not what he did. But um, so, yeah, so I was named after him. He's uh, George Edward Robertson Styles, the original. Uh, and he, he's named after his mother's father, whose last name was Robertson. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. So when I was born, my grandmother, his mother had, had already passed. And he was going to drop, I think, I think he was going to drop George. And just call me Edward Robertson because it is—it's a pain having four names. Yeah, and every legal out, document you've got to—you yeah, got to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, filling out forms and stuff like that, especially when your first name isn't, or your the name you go by isn't your first name. Right. You know. So, um, but his sisters 
talked him into, he was, dad was the youngest, so his sisters talked him into um, keeping the name the same. So, because they, you know, thought mother would have loved that. So, Um, and then we passed the handle on to our oldest son. So, but he. The whole thing. The whole thing. And so he he's goes the, by he's George. Third. He's he, the third. Okay. He goes by George. Um, and but the story goes when I was uh, when I was born and Dad was you know getting the birth certificate ready, um, the nurse or whoever was helping with that said, "Well, this boy should be junior," and Dad's like, "Nope, he's he's a second. I don't want him to be junior." Well, he should be. Ju-. So they went back and forth a little bit. Like, Why did the nurse care? Exactly. Dad said that boy's gonna be junior over my dead body. You put <laughs> you put the second down there, and uh, and that'll be it. So, so yeah, we went. Um, and I thought by, you know, because Dad was Ned after Edward, I was Rob after Robertson. Um, so we gave George the first name. No, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. So, um, and it was funny because first day of school, my name was always George. Mm. And so people would laugh, you know, they go, Jordan, whatever, what's that name? So I always thought it was kind of a funny name. You know, I didn't, because people back, back laughed Back in the 60s, 70s. Yeah, people it was laughed unique. at it because it wasn't, it wasn't how they knew me. And oh, but gotcha, then when gotcha. I thought about um, other people named George, you know, famous people named George, I'm like, I've never questioned whether that name is a, is a funny name or not. So, uh, so yeah, we ended up sticking with that and I'm glad we did. Well, I mean, look, the first two names that, that pop into my or first two people that pop into my head that name, are named George, certainly George Washington, first president of our yeah. country. And I'm just a creature of TV from the 70s, George Jefferson is <laughs> the other name. I thought you might say George Patton. George Patton's a solid name. George yeah, yeah. Bush. You well, know, yeah, a lot of solid Georges. A lot, Georges of, out lot there. of solid Georges yeah. out there, no doubt. And I'm sure your son likes And George name. Jefferson. I don't want to take anything away from. I mean, he was a funny dude. He was <laughs> oh, yeah. a great character. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So. When you were not in school and you were not doing something that your parents wanted you to do or your dad wanted you to do uh, as a teenager, how were you spending your time besides running around Randolph making? Or was that basically what you were doing? No, probably when I was a teenager, we weren't doing that. It was probably, you know, 13, 14 down was when I was uh, uh, over there. But I was, I mean, I had friends. I mean, that was a great thing. I mean, we rode our bikes everywhere. Um, it's funny because when I, with my kids, I'm like, I'm not letting, I'm not going to let them ride their bike all the way across town because I'm it, afraid they're going to get hit. It's on scary. Yeah, it's scary. It's, it's, it was, it's just a different mindset. So I was more worried about them not being able to handle it than the drivers not right. being able to handle it. So, right. um, but you know, Scott Funk was a great friend of mine that grew up on Chapman street. So I spent a lot of time over there. Spent a lot of time with Ramsey Longacre um, before he moved to Pittsburgh. He moved Is he to, still there? He's still in Pittsburgh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We still stay in touch, and um, he's been back. He comes back, and we'll we'll catch up, and you know, get to see each other for a couple hours. Um, and then you know, friends like uh, friends that lived out in the county, like Ted Schubert, uh, the Campbells, Leslie Campbell, mm-hmm. Hugh Campbell. Uh, Carter Flippo, David Knighton. Um, in high school, my house was always the one we gathered at because it was in town. Right. Everybody else was was coming in. So. And there's a lot to do in, in that part of town, too. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not back then. It was I brought back some memories coming down here. Um, I'm not sure what the... Is it Independence? Mm-hmm. Yep. Church right. Road? Yep. There used to be 
when we were growing up, it was CC Roads. Okay. Okay. And there was nothing. There was a few houses, that church and everything right there. But it was country. But it was country. There was nothing. You know, you'd go maybe quarter, half mile back. And then after that, it was nothing until the Wickham right. property. Yep. Well, we'd go back there and party all the time. That's why we'd go and drink. <laughs> we'd go to CC Roads. Are we talking about uh, bonfires kind of thing? Or you were not no, so obvious about it? No, we didn't do bonfires because we, just because it was in the woods. We weren't out in the field. So we right. probably caught the whole thing on fire. But we'd go down there and, you know, pregame, you know, if we were going to a, a Patrick Henry football game or something like that, you know, we'd have the beer bong out and, you know, doing all that stuff. Because, um, so a lot of memories going down that road. Um, and go ahead. You, no, you mentioned the pregame at Patrick Henry games. I, I remember being middle school, high school age, and I'm like, there are a lot of drunk kids at the, oh, these yeah. games. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. It is what it is. Well, when I say that, I mean, obviously, Ashland has grown up some, but it's still pretty much the same town. Yeah. And being on Caroline, if you were Carter or one of the Camel guys, you were in the middle of nowhere. You wanted, there was a little more action in town. Not a ton more, but a little more. But that's where we gathered, and, you know, we would normally go, we normally went into Richmond. To, to do anything, you know, going to the Crystal Pistol or <laughs> going to Young Virginians Night somewhere or something hope, like that. I hope there are people listening to this that remember the Crystal the Pistol. Crystal Pistol, man. That place was was great. Um, so, we, you know, we always complained about there wasn't anything going on in town. We always had to go every, every, somewhere else, you know, go to the movies, to whatever. <clears throat> and now, as a father... It's a great place to live. It's a yeah. great place to raise your kids. Oh, it's awesome. It's it's tremendous. So, and I don't think I really appreciated how special Ashland was. I mean, I knew it was special and I loved it. But my first job, one of my, actually my second job, um, just a couple of years out of college, I got, I worked for the Virginia Municipal League insurance program. So I got to go around to all the small towns and mm. cities. And so I got to see a lot of small towns in Virginia. And there are a ton of them. And there are a ton. And a lot of them are beaten down. Yeah. You know, the the um, the downtown is dilapidated, boarded up. Um, you know, there were a few that weren't, but you saw a lot of them that, that, that were. And it just made me appreciate what what we had, what we had here. So... Yeah, so, I, I think a lot of that, sorry, Rob. No, that's okay. A, a lot of that, the towns to the west of here and the towns to the south of here, mm-hmm. I, I get why they struggle. Very agricultural. The, yeah. the town just existed to have some basic things going on for, mm-hmm. for farmers. But we, So two things for us in Ashland. We benefited from being on the Richmond to D.C. corridor, and so mm-hmm. there was just a lot of action there. And we had Randolph-Macon. Yeah. And I think those two are the reasons that uh, Ashland's remained viable, at least in our lifetimes. Do you remember when we got McDonald's? The first one, right yes. next to ninety five, I don't remember. It was like I was a little kid. I yeah, think. you were. Yeah, I mean, I was a little kid. So, man, but that was a big deal. That was a big deal, and it became the most uh, visited McDonald's, I think, in the country, maybe wow. even uh, beyond that. It was mad. The old pharmacist, I cannot remember his name. His pharmacy was in the Henry Clay Shopping Center. Yeah, he owned that McDonald's. 
Oh yeah, Tom Bishop. Yes, and he he, he killed it. Yeah, he had no idea what an investment. His that family was. still owns both of the McDonald's and Ashley. Yeah, my kids the other day asked me why are there two McDonald's right. so close together. I'm like, because a lot of people still go to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the one the one in town was more for the town folk, and the uh, right the one on ninety five was for the travelers. But back in the day, we had to go to the the one by ninety five. Yes, and but before that, I think the closest. I could get you could get to a fast food restaurant was down at Azalea Mall. Yeah, before Azalea Mall got demolished. Right. There's a Burger King right there. Burger Chef and Jeff. Oh, Burger Chef. That's right. It was a <laughs> Burger, Burger Chef. Chef. Burger Chef and Jeff, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So. And then, but beyond that, Burger Chef. I mean, you, I, where'd you go? No. Nowhere. Now we did have a sub shop in town. Did we? Yeah, right across from Cross Brothers, right across where oh, Iron Horse is now. Yeah, the substation. Or, Subjunction, or, 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 I think. Subjunction, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But outside of that, where were you going to go? No, yeah, nowhere, yeah. nowhere. <laughs> so when, when the guys came to town, you were riding bikes around, so pre-teen stuff before y'all were going out to have a couple drinks as a pre-game. What were y'all doing? We were, um, we had neighborhood kids, um, and we would just get together every day. Pretty much, and like play football, play baseball. Usually, right across the street from from my house, which was right by the science building, that was a good football field right mm. there. So, we played a lot of football there. Um, a little farther back, outside of the between the science building and the library, mm-hmm. there's a nice little baseball diamond. Oh yeah, back there. Yeah, yeah. So we we played baseball back there, wiffle ball, whatever you were calling it, boys, girls. You know, it was. Um, I think if we were all in, there were usually about 10, 10 of us. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so um, we play hide and seek in the science building. You could just um, get in the science building, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you get in the lab? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> People weren't too worried about it. No, like. no. You know, and somebody would run us off maybe eventually. But. So you you grew up on Caroline. Was the house next to the president's house or a couple doors down? It was a couple doors down. It was two doors down, closer to the fountain from the president's house. Oh, okay. So, so west. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were between a lot of structures for the college and the president's house. Yes. You were basically on campus. Yeah. Yes. I lived. I went to Randolph Macon for a year, and I lived on campus. I would have been closer to my classes if I lived at home. <laughs> <laughs> which Which doors are you in? I was in Moreland, which is one of the... Uh, it's the, two, the twins. Twins, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were built back in the 70s. Yeah. The, the one on the south, the south one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I, I stayed in uh, those doors for the basketball camp. Oh, yeah. Make it. Yeah, I did for, I did for soccer. Oh, so I, 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 those camps were awesome. Yeah. And you're there, you're there with college kids? It was right. amazing. Right, and those college players, I mean, I know you, as kids, those college players were like, a big deal. Six four guy that could hit a jumper during a game. That guy's <laughs> right. amazing. Right. <laughs> so I remember dad, you know, we'd get back in the locker room or something and just kinda like you know, looking around all wide eyed at these big guys. So walk around with towels on or nothing on and you're like <laughs> <laughs> Um, just crazy. So you were a big soccer guy. I was. Yes. From a young age? Um because soccer wasn't really no, a thing. Soccer was the way we played soccer, I went to Hanover Academy okay. for, for elementary school. So we would play soccer, I have air quotes going, uh, there, and it was really just scrum ball. I was going to say, did you play behind the school? There wasn't yeah. a whole lot of, was yeah. there enough space back oh, there? Oh, a ton of space. Oh, really? There. Tons. Okay. Yeah. Um, and 
we would play scrum ball. So it was really, really just a pack of people in the ball, you know, yeah, but yeah. we had goals and, and stuff. And, um, so when we got to Liberty, um, what, gra- what grade did you go to Liberty? Uh, eighth. So you did K through seven at Hanover Academy. And then back then Liberty was, was, was eight, eight, nine, nine, eight, right. nine. Yeah. So when we went to Liberty, we, you know, it, it was pretty much at, at Patrick Henry when you, if you tried out for soccer, you were on the team. You know, because there just weren't that many people. Was Santos the coach? Santos was the coach, absolutely. Um, But places like Douglas Freeman would have 150 kids. Oh, yeah. Trying out for soccer. And their their best 20% would make the team. Right, right. right. And so, and we, when we started playing, we played in the winter. Okay. We, I mean. Really? Yes. Outside. Outside, in the winter. I mean, it'd be thirty degrees, and we're playing. We're playing soccer. Are you playing on the football field? Yes, because <laughs> you had to. Wait. We had to. Yeah, and um, I think a couple years later, it got moved to the spring. Okay, as a spring sport. Uh, but yeah, man, you'd get you'd catch a catch a ball in the thigh, or any part of your body, any part of your body at thirty degrees or below, and you know, normal. You, you'd see a lot of people wearing full sweats with their uniform over top of their sweats. <laughs> So, it's not the way so, soccer was meant to be played. No, I don't think. no. But yeah, I've always, I, I've never, I'm better with my feet than my hands. Mm. I mean, um, you know, Silent Rob and I over here coach basketball, and he'll tell you I don't know squat about basketball. They're actually similar sports yeah. in some ways. I'm, yeah. I'm a, rah, I'm the rah rah coach. Okay, he's the, he's the X and O's. So um, I just would do what he told me to do. <laughs> Um, and that's the way things worked. I mean, because I, I, if my kids were playing a sport, I was coaching because I was going to be there anyway. Right. You know, so. And you like to be involved. And I, and I like to be involved. And I love, you know, I love, you know, working with the kids and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, I was more, I, I played a little football for the Vikings growing okay, up. Okay, sure. Uh, I mean, that, that was a rite of passage for that's a lot right, of kids. That's yeah. right. Didn't play much basketball at all. I just never had any interest in it. Can, can, um, can we go back to football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vikings football, when I was coming up, and I didn't know any better. I was eight years old when I started playing. I don't think anybody could play anything until they were eight. Yeah. And the coaches were yelling and cussing. Oh, my God. And, the, I mean, it was just brutal. And I, and I, <laughs> I guess I didn't think much of it at the time, but I'm like, I guess this is just what we do. Right. And I'm we're, I'm playing with guys like twice my size, and, and we're just lining up, running into each other. Like, right. I, I guess I'm supposed to hurt real bad in these parts of my body, but it, it was uh, – I'll never forget those teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma drills. Oh, my gosh. You know, and uh, – Th- Those are not allowed for uh, small kids in football anymore, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, it was um, – but you're right. I mean, those guys, there was no filter on those None. coaches. And the parents didn't say anything? No, parents didn't say anything. Um, but the funny thing is, playing football, when I played football for Ashland um, – Ted Schubert and I played together, and and we were the biggest guys on the team at the time. So we peaked early. <laughs> everybody, everybody grew grew taller than he and I did. Um, but we played line, you know, when when and and had a great time. I, I do remember the coaches. I remember getting yelled at, and but the same kind of thing. I didn't. You didn't think it was just it. what they did, yeah. you know? Uh, and then. Um, not I, sure. I think that toughness was better for us. I, I can't disagree with you. Yeah. You know, I think um, 
I mean, we could we could talk for hours about uh, you know Some participation the, trophies and yeah, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff, and and you know, but but I think with Rex, what what I what I tried to do with rec sports when when our kids were growing up, you know, when you're when you're playing a rec sport, baseball, basketball, you everybody has the everybody gets the same amount of playing time. Yeah. Everybody plays. And it should be that way for and, rec. For rec. And, you know, um but you'd have parents who were like, why are you, you know, why are you putting them in? Why are you putting them that kid Cause, in? Because Billy needs the same opportunity yeah. that your kid does. And the, and the only time we wouldn't put somebody, like in baseball, we wouldn't put somebody on first base who couldn't catch. Right. Because we were just going to fun. It's not fun for anyone. No, we're just going to end their baseball career. and Or third base. You know, those those two, you didn't you didn't put anybody in. Um, and But I usually drafted for parents versus mm. kids. Ah. Uh. Nice. <laughs> so, and when we had our lineup made, we stuck with it. You know, if the game was close, we didn't like, you know, take Billy out and put somebody else in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, so it was a lot of fun. I had, had a ton of fun doing that. And you see those kids now. And one, you realize how old you are. Um, but you also see how they've grown up and become good people and, you know. Hopefully you had some and, and for, had some part of that. And for a lot of those kids, you gave them opportunities that they'll never understand or yeah. appreciate. But you you did the right thing. And I tell you the perfect the perfect example of that. Were you on the Rays with me? I'm not sure. If, I don't think. Right, Silent, 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 Silent Rob. Is Silent Rob just spoke. Sorry, I made him break his silence. I do want to break in on a couple of these. Come things. on, brother. <laughs> yeah, help there, yourself. There's the mic. Um, we had you know I drafted. This is a Little League Baseball, Ashland Little League Baseball drama. Um, we were in the draft. Um, I had been coaching the president's son at the time um, all through, you know, T-ball, kid pitch. No, this was kid pitch. So all through T-ball and everything. And all of a sudden, one of the coaches picks her husband as an assistant. So the deal was, you name your assistants, those kids Come off the table. It's a right. twofer. Yeah. Right. So this coach picks the two best kids' dads as his assistant coaches. And this one, the, the president's husband had never coached. And, and I looked at her and said, when did he start coaching? Okay. So anyway, so. It's it's fairly competitive. It, it's, it, it's weirdly competitive. Yeah. And so long story short, they had a loaded team. Um. We and, and and we played them the first game of the year, and we got we got um, five runs every inning. Okay, we had to play them four more times. That how, how old were the kids? They were. It was machine pitch, so they were like eight, yeah. eight and nine. And you know, we we get back, and we go out to the outfield. They're all dragging their bags, you know, just. Blah. And I said, uh, I said, boys, I got bad news. I said we got to play those guys four more times. I said, but the good news is every time we play them, we're going to shrink the deficit. We're going to do better. We're going to do better. Yeah. Can't do much worse. I mean, we were five run every inning. The second so. game, we have to do better. <laughs> right, right. So long story short, we, you know, we got better and we play our kids everywhere. We play them infield, we play them outfield. They just played the same kids in the infield mm. and the same kids in the outfield. Okay. Well, by the end of the season, when the kids could hit the ball out of the infield, 
the outfielders didn't know what to do with it. Because they so, hadn't seen balls out Because there. they hadn't seen balls out there. So, last game of the season, okay, they were undefeated. We were making a run. We had our rally caps on. Um, and one of their coaches, the ball kind of drifted over to the dugout. It was still live. And he picked up the ball. And I went, oh, you know, and the, the you know, the ump called time. We got to advance a base. I think we got a run. You know, so we were like, I mean, we were one run away from, and we, we didn't win. But, but you we came did. Really cl- yeah, absolutely. But we did. And we made them sweat. Yeah. And, brilliant. And um, so, but that that's a story I love to tell. I, th- I think uh, also in T ball, I remember looking, because T ball is just a mess. You know, they're building sandcastles and stuff. It's like four year olds playing soccer. Yeah, yeah. Chasing so flowers. You're hurting yeah. cats, man. And I remember looking around one inning and everybody had their shirt tucked in, they had their head on straight, and they were looking at the plate. And I was like, my job here is done. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a huge job. That's a, now, was it like that every time? No. But, you know, so uh, small victories. But, um, for T-ball in particular. For T-ball. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I coached a lot of basketball uh, for my kids, and I actually coached before I had kids. And so I, I went through a lot of drafts, and I got to watch these parents behave in certain ways. I'm like, I don't think you, you're setting the right example for your kids, but okay, you, you, you do you. And what ended up happening is these other coaches would pick their, their kids' friends to be on their teams. And I just picked who I thought was going to be good. Right. We, we killed everybody that way. The, the daddy ball thing, it was just a, a weird phenomenon back in the day because I wasn't a parent. I, I had no allegiances. I'm just going to You're just, you're just somebody volunteering to coach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to make my son happy. I'm, right. I'm right. trying to have a good basketball team. Right. And I think we played everybody. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we didn't. I remember growing up playing basketball. I'm, I'm looking at Silent Rob when I say this too. Like, if you weren't very good when – I played basketball in rec. You didn't get to play. Yeah, you, you didn't, didn't play. play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a, that's a good change. That, that that's a change for the better. The that participation is. trophy stuff that you're talking about in the 90s and the early 2000s, that's not good for anybody. No, no. Yeah. So at some point, people need to ha- learn some hard lessons. And, well, and I mean, look, so. it, my, I, I have a firm belief that, and look, I'm not going to tell other people how to raise their kids, right. and, I, and I'm not perfect as a parent, but one of my jobs as a parent is to help my kids be independent. Yep. And that sometimes means they're going to have to go through some tough stuff and get scarred up a little bit, and that's going to ultimately make them a better citizen, a better person, a better spouse, whatever. Right. And that, that's one of the things my dad would do probably. He would give us enough rope to yeah. hang ourselves. Yeah, and, and you we, learned. And when we did, he'd, you know, he'd pick you up, he'd brush you off, he'd never tell you I told you so because we already knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you figured it knew. out. We figured it out. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's really and I'm struggling with it too as a parent. You know, you're talking about the independence. Um, you know, I think we've been I mean, very supportive parents. I would like to think really good parents. But it is tough to cut that cord. It's hard. And I think a lot of families struggle with it. And um you know, the minute George, really, the minute George graduated from college and got a job, I said, okay, you need to start paying for some things now. So, yeah. you know, because you're going to have to eventually. So, but Yeah, because you don't want him living in your house when he's 30-something. No. Yeah. No. All right, you, you so. were talking about soccer earlier, mm-hmm. and I get that 
Hanover Academy was a unique experience yep. because if you were public schools back then, you weren't playing soccer. No. It wasn't an, an option. There was no rec league back then, none of that. No. Did you play with Zach Kennedy? Yes. Zach was um, – he's he's your cousin. He's my first cousin. Your yeah. first cousin. God rest his soul. Yeah. Um, Zach was a few years older than me. He's five years older than me, so he might have been yeah. a year or two older. A year or two older than me. But, yeah, Zach, I mean, Zach was a blast. He was fun. Was he good at Pro- soccer? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He had a leg. Yeah. Um, so Ted and I, we, um, we were on JV, but I think in our ninth grade year, while we were still at Liberty, we, we traveled and played with varsity. Yeah. And so, you know, got to, got to spend a lot of good time with Zach and actually played with him some, you know, after high school, we'd have pickup games and stuff like that. And, you know, before he passed, um, I forgot about that connection. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great guy. Love Zach. Oh, super nice guy. He was awesome at soccer. He was he was fun. He's you know a, what? He was a ton of fun. He was a ton of fun. You were going to have a good. If you were going to be with Zach, you were going to have a good time. You were going to smile. Yeah, you were going to do a lot of smiling. I, yeah. My my one of my best memories of Zach was we were in my backyard and my my oldest cousin Zach's older brother was the quarterback, all time quarterback, and Zach and I were just going back and forth. And Zach was four and a half, five years older than me. This I was maybe. <laughs> seven and he was 12 kind of thing and he would get the ball on a handoff and he would run me over as he's running me over he would just go zonka (laughs) (laughs) and i knew as soon as he started to say the name i'm like i'm about to get run over (laughs) he's gonna give you that forearm shiver chest and take you down but yeah he was he was very competitive um great teammate um you know just good good dude what are your recollections of Hanover Academy besides uh, scrum soccer? <laughs> um, a lot of great. I, I still have so many, so many of my closest friends. I went to Hanover Academy with Ted, Carter, Flippo. Oh, I didn't realize they went to Hanover. Academy. Yeah, they went to Hanover Academy too. Ray Hicks, David Knighton, um, Scott Funk, Hugh uh, Campbell. All those guys went to Hanover. Academy? Oh yeah, man. Oh, I had no there idea. Were ton, there were a ton of us that went there. Um, and, and Hanover Academy was great. I mean, it was, you know, I, 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 you know, obviously it was private. It was all white. It was created because of segregation. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's how it got created. Okay. Um, but I didn't, you know. The history is the history. The history and you, is the history. And you weren't thinking about it when you were a kid. No. And I didn't know why I was there. I don't think, I mean, I was told I was there uh, because the Hanover schools did not have a structured reading program. So, that's why I was told I was there. And I think that's true because my, you know, uh, my parents weren't, you know, they weren't racist or anything like that. So, um, um, and both my sisters went there. My cousins went there. So I just was like, that's, this is what we do. Um, but great time. I mean, uh, you know, we had big classes, 30, 30 plus kids usually. Really? Sometimes in my grade, we'd have two. They'd be so so large. Um, I'm not sure how the place has stayed open, but it's 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 remained open today. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I think it sheltered me obviously from a lot of things. Mm. I mean, I played little league with with uh, you know with Ashton Vikings and stuff like that. So I got to meet meet people in the public schools. Right. But when I went to Liberty, man. It was an eye opener. It was it was a it was a culture shock. I yeah. mean, because I was you know we had a single hallway, we had a shotgun hallway, 
that, that was it. You go to Liberty, and I wasn't concerned about you know the the um, the race stuff there. You know, and the you know the different um, what's the word I'm looking for eclectic collection of people. Because it was a collective. You had people from you had, you had everything. People, rural people, town people, yeah, yep. people of different colors. Skin colors. Yeah. yeah. It did it it so it was it, I wasn't worried about that. I was worried about am I gonna remember how to get to class? Am I gonna, you know, remember what hallway I'm on? And but but one of the things that really stuck to stuck with me, and Santos was my homeroom teacher, Coach Santos was my homeroom teacher in, in eighth grade, was I walked in and there was a guy sitting in there a student with a beard mm. thicker than mine right now. Yeah. And he was white. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> How old is that guy? He, is, he, said, is he another he, teacher? And he's in eighth grade. Apparently, he was let back a few times. but There was um, a lot of But he was a nice back. guy. Sure. You know, but I was just like, oh, my. Just you not know? the most uh, academically inclined, maybe. <laughs> right. Right. But he was a great guy. Yeah, I went to uh, Liberty in seventh grade. It was the first year they had seventh grade there, and mm-hmm. I, for the first, and I went to Gandy yeah. uh, fourth through sixth, Henry Clay. So I, I went through public schools, and Liberty was a shock for me coming from public schools because it's the first time I saw serious fighting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fighting was crazy. I'm like, they're trying to kill each other. Right. I'm pretty sure my mom doesn't know that I'm witnessing <laughs> this right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the best fight I saw at Patrick Henry was a girl fight, man. That was Oh yeah. Whoo. They were they, pulling clumps of hair out. Yeah, they definitely wanted to hurt each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, but yeah, no, you're right. And I think now that it's, you know, it's what is it now? Fifth, no. Six Seventh and eighth. Liberty six, seventh and eighth, correct. Yeah. yeah. It's not so, it's not junior high anymore. It's a yeah, middle school. It's middle school. Yeah. So a lot of that fight I don't know how much I'm sure it still goes on. I mean, both my boys went there. Um there there's still a lot of middle school's a scary time. It's a tough time for well, kids. Well, their their bodies are changing. Yeah. It affects their and brains everybody's and, and everybody's changing differently and so And um, every kid's different. They all have their own personalities. And, yeah. Yeah. So. Sometimes they mesh. Sometimes they don't mesh. Even within a house, sometimes they don't right, mesh. <laughs> right. Right. Now, I think the running so. thing about middle school is they they basically say if you can get through middle school, you'll be fine in high school. Yeah. It's just such a tough time right now for those for those kids. Yeah. But I, I think it's true. It's been true probably oh, yeah. for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. I didn't mean yeah. just now. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's it's yeah. always been <laughs> that time frame. I think is it was all, it tough. was awkward for me. Yep. <laughs> I know that. So, all right. So, I didn't realize you were K through seven Hanover Academy. You yeah. told me you went to Hanover Academy. I didn't realize it was the whole time. Yes. Uh, so, what was the plan? Was there a private school option after seventh grade? We did. Um, yeah, we went. A group of us went and visited um, collegiate. Okay, but that's that's like forty five minutes away. <sighs> yeah. Um, but I didn't want to. 35. Sorry, s- Silent Rob went to collegiate. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, made so the face. How, how, how long did it take, Rob? <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll go I'm with 30, just, 35. There's, not, there's just not an easy way to get there. And it's, and it's gotta, not like a 10-minute little quick little drive. Right, right. right. So, um, but my sisters went to, you know, Li- um, Liberty and Patrick Henry. My mom was, my mom and dad were still together then. And mom wanted, wanted me to go to private school. Um, but it just didn't. Yeah, just wasn't in the cards. I don't really, I don't really really remember why. I I did. I wanted to go where my friends were going, you know. Um, so I ended up there. I, yeah, I mean, there's good and bad. Yeah, in either. 
Yeah. Right. Had a great experience, um, you know, and with with uh, at Liberty and Patrick Henry, it was fun. Uh, Patrick, so. Patrick Henry, what are the top two or three things that pop in your head when you think about going to school at Patrick Henry? Because when I went, it was open campus. Yeah, I mean, like that's, Andy. A, that's, that's all I remember. Is it closed now? They put walls up in that yeah, kind of Yeah, it's all, it's all closed. It was an old then. 60s sort of construction yeah. or architecture back in yeah. the day. Well, the girls. Was, mm. I mean, you know. Sure. Maturity. It's like <laughs> You're five, a young boy. Five years different. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, I just remember, just, I fell in love quite a few times. Um, <laughs> unbeknownst to them. Yeah, they had no um, idea. This episode is brought to you by Origin Beer Lab. Origin is a sister company of Center of the Universe Brewing, built for research, development, and teachings of all things beer. Find more info at ashlandvirginia.com. I think my senior year, I loved my senior year. That was a lot of fun. I would like to relive my senior year. Actually, when I was in a, when you become an adult and you start adulting, you're like, man, I'd like to have that. I'd like to have that year again. Yeah, especially um, with what I know now. Right, right. Um, but I remember one of the things that that was that was fun or always a uh, experience was the fight over the jukebox. You know, what song was going to be played? Uh, was it going to be an Alabama song, mm. or was it going to be the Vapors, or nice. you know, turning Japanese? Um, and where was the jukebox? The jukebox was in the um, cafeteria. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I mean, Rob, sorry, I didn't, I didn't say that. But. No, no, it's all good because Rob and I didn't go to Patrick Henry. Right. They, why did they have a jukebox in the cafeteria? That's just what it's a, you know. People would go and put songs on, and you know, I think uh, Ramsey would always try to Ramsey Longacre would always try to piss the rednecks off, <laughs> and it, and he'd put on something like I've seen the Ramsey's. vapors, the vapors, or something like that, and some redneck would go and pull the plug or, you know, or something like that. I would see Ramsey forever, but that seems like a Ramsey movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I learned. I mean, music was everything at the Longacre House. I mean, I, you know, uh, um, Led Zeppelin, The Who, uh, Yes. Um, there's just a lot of, a lot of great, learned a lot of great things from that. So yeah, Ramsey was always pushing the envelope on, uh, on music. And, you know, I always joked about Patrick Henry. It was, you know, it was a third white, a third black and a third redneck. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's, that's, that's what it was. So, um, and it was fun. I mean, you know, they were, they were, I mean, I talked to my sisters about, my sisters were in high school when Roots came out. Mm. So there was a lot of tension then. A lot of eyes I, being opened uh, for a yes. lot of different folks. Yeah. yeah. So, but we all got along. And I think listening to um, one of your podcasts, it was, um, oh, shucks, played football. Not Buck, but. Um, Donnie. Donnie. Don, yeah. Was it Donnie? Donnie. Yeah. Um, Donnie said something I, that really stuck with me. Um, I mean, I think you were talking to him about how you, you know, y'all played together and stuff like that. And the fact that we grew up together and while you guys didn't go to Liberty and Patrick Henry, he said something like, we're all brothers. Yeah. Uh And it is so true. He's absolutely right. He was absolutely right. And um, Donnie Morris. And that was an interesting, uh, I really enjoyed that. 
Donnie was my oh. hero. He was only a year oh. older than me, but he was my hero. Oh, yeah. He was a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, well, he's my hero for – he was a stud on, on the athletic fields or, or courts or whatever, but he was a really nice guy too. And he, yes. And he kind of looked out for everybody. Yeah. Unless you were doing an Oklahoma drill with him and then he was going to run you. <laughs> he was going to yeah. run you. Yeah. 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 He like, was going like, to do what he had to do. Yeah, that's what the coach told him to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he did to Paul. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, so there is something – there is that connection uh, with Patrick Henry. Um, and the and the people that went there, uh, so it was good. good yeah, it's, it's a. I mean, I imagine there are lots of other schools across the country that have a third, a third, a third, a third, like you yeah, described. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know any of them, and it feels. Like, I, I know plenty of people that experienced the South Side of Richmond, or the City of Richmond, or the West End of Richmond, and uh, there's not a lot of schools that can talk about the experience that uh, folks had at Patrick Henry, or, yeah. just, or just growing up in Ashland. For that yeah, time. I mean, it was just it was it was it was eclectic, and you don't get that. I don't think you get that with any other school in the county right now as much as as it is at Patrick Henry, just because we've got the whole western yeah. part of the county. Yep. Um, and the town of Ashland. And the town of Ashland. So, yeah. um, but it is, it's a special place. It's a special place. Our boys both had great experiences there. Um, so, no complaints. Well, the three of us have stayed, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Around Ashland or in Ashland, yeah, and most a lot of my close friends that that I grew up with have stayed close. Everybody kind of, I think that was something that you guys mentioned on your your growing up in Ashland podcast was everybody comes back, yeah. And there's a lot. There's, I mean, you and you, I know you guys. This you have this experience too. Um, there are a lot of people that don't have any contact with people they grew up with anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's strange and. You know, they wanted to get as far away from where they grew up as possible. Um, and I'm, they're just, you know, they. you talk about your friendships and your relationships with people and how long you've known them. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. That's really neat. It's like, well, what you just said. It's, nor- I mean, it's normal for, for yeah, me. Yeah, it's unusual right. for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Though. It's a yeah. foreign concept to me as you talk about of like moving away and not keeping in touch. I mean, I, I kind of say one of the luckiest things I have in my life besides my family is the fact that. I still hang out with the guys I've hung out. I mean, we're approaching 50 years yeah. of friendship on, you know, all these. So I've I, got, would, I wouldn't have it any other way. I've got two te- I got two text groups that I, that I have. One of them is all all my fr- – is, is five guys that we're in the same grade it's, and went to Hanover Academy all through school mm-hmm. together, and we're still close, and we're all, we're all here. Um, the other one is, is probably my closest friends from um, college – a couple of them I grew up with too, but you know they're fraternity brothers and stuff like that that I'm still close with. But um, and and the two that are in that group they live around here, yeah. so I think probably my two closest friends that don't live here anymore are Scott Funk, who's in um, outside of Dallas now, and and Ramsey, who's okay. in Pittsburgh. And Scott yeah. is Katie's brother. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was with the Secret Service. And okay. Was on both Bush details, oh, so wow. that was that's what took him to Texas. Okay, and, and, oh, uh, yeah, he's retired now, but but you our, still keep in touch. Yeah, I'm his. Uh, my wife and I are his oldest child's godparents, um, and she just had a baby, so we're great godparents. And actually, my our other goddaughter is Carter's Carter Carter and Beverly Flippo's oldest uh, daughter, and 
um, she had a baby as well. Wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So you're not a grandfather yet, but no. you are a great guy. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day, but I'm also willing to wait. A little while. <laughs> All right. So, so, so you had mentioned, yeah, I'm, I'm totally willing to wait too. Even though grand, the notion of grandkids would be kind of cool, but uh, it's a little early. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. So Randall Macon for your freshman year, and then where'd you go after that? Well, I left Macon. I, I went there. I was gonna, I was gonna play soccer, and decided not to. I had a job at Kings Dominion, and had a really good job, making money. Really liked making money. Didn't like going to class. So yeah. I left, and, and actually Lee's father. Lee Hopkins' father, Bob. Was, Bob was my counselor. Okay, all right, and so he was the registrar too. He was, yeah. and he he was my he was my guidance or my my academic advisor. And um, I think after my, they had May term. They had now they call it Jan term because they where you only take one class and you take it every day. They do this three or four week thing in yeah, January, yeah. Yeah. and but they used to do it in May, and it was just a free for all. Yeah, nobody's re- nobody's really yeah. that serious. So I, I finished my first year. My my GPA was one point two five. All right. Hey, that's passing. Yeah, I was passing. I was passing, and I was talking to I was talking to Bob, and I said, I don't think I'm. I think I'm going to take a break. And he said, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> was it just about the GPA, or was it something else going? No, it's just the GPA, and yeah. and, and um, so I took a year off. And worked at King's Dominion. Uh, continued to work there. Had a I was assistant manager of entertainment. Um, and uh, Silent Rob worked there too. We worked there together a little bit. He was in security. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I had a great job. Was making money, but I was living at home, of course. Uh, bought a car and realized I'm not going to get much farther here yeah. with, without a college education. So. I went back to VCU part-time until my grades were better, and they accepted me as a full student, and I graduated from VCU. What would you study? Safety and risk administration. Okay. Actually. So So you're kind of still doing that. I am still doing that. Yeah. What did you plan? What, what was your idea uh, majoring in that? What were you going to do after school? Well, that's a, I, I, well, first I was struggling to find my major. You know, I was looking. You, you I, and most kids. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I changed my major in my mind probably – seven times and I was in um, I was in the administration of justice program because I just um, and my my roommate at the time who grew up here Scott Mallory who's still one of my best friends said hey they just started a new major in our school called safety and risk administration and uh, I was like okay cool I'll go talk to somebody about it well I don't know a friend of mine, a guy I went to high school with, Curtis Boltz. Do you remember that name? Sure. Passed away way too early. Yeah. He yeah. was killed in an industrial accident at Bear Island. Yep. So that would that had just happened. And, you know, I don't know the whole story, but from what I understand, whatever Curtis was doing, um, you know, management knew about it and didn't they didn't try to correct it or make any changes. And, and OSHA there. wasn't super powerful. Back right, then. right. Yeah. So so I went in and talked to the advisor and it just clicked. Like oh this this seems pretty cool, um, and I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I think I I ended up taking a risk um, risk and insurance class in the business school and I loved it. So that kind of took me the insurance route. What was it about 
risk in insurance that was interesting to you or, or captivated you? Captivated me. It, it was really the the broadness of it and the um, the exposure to multiple types of or many types of operations, businesses, mm. things like that. So, um, so breadth was part of breadth it. Breadth was part of it. Um, you know, I, I could have, I guess I could have gone to work for a company as a safety director, but I would have been just at that location doing that one thing with insurance, I was able to see multiple different types of operations and companies and maybe decide to choose one and go, yeah. and go that route. Or, Experience a bunch of them and make a decision. And, yeah, yeah, and make a decision. So that, that was my plan. Um, but I just I just never left. I got a job with uh, Hanover Insurance doing uh, risk control. And then I went to... Um, Alexander and Alexander, mm-hmm. which was an insurance broker. I, I realized when I was working for Hanover Insurance, which has nothing to do with Hanover County. Well, <laughs> okay. it's like, is it like Hanover, it's Pennsylvania? Na- no, it's um, it's a national insurance company. They were they were based in in uh, Boston, right outside hmm. of Boston in Worcester, okay. Mass. Um, so I worked for them and realized pretty quickly this is not where I want to stay. I just did not like that role. I was basically going out and making sure they agents didn't lie to us about what yeah. <laughs> what the account did and you know that kind of thing so i was like yeah i don't like that and um so i wanted to get with a broker and my dad you know hooked me up with a couple um so he was at h robbins and he was responsible for insurance at h robbins so he hooked me up with his broker relationship and let me talk to some brokerage risk control safety folks and they said oh yeah you need at least 10 years Mm. with a carrier before you can come over here and so i left I mean, they were great okay great great guys um but i left there i said i am not working for a carrier for 10 years there's no way sounds brutal yeah so i had a had a colleague uh, or a guy I went to college with who was at a and a um they had an opening and it just it just clicked um and i was there for a couple of years that's when i worked with the municipal league and um w- one of Somebody that I really looked up to, our, our sales leader at a and left and went to work for um, a company called Rutherford Insurance. Mm. And he left. I was talking to him about maybe getting into sales because I thought I might want to try that or do that. Yeah. Um, and he, after about a year, um, Rutherford called me because they wanted to start a risk control department. They called me and I talked to them and it clicked and uh, 29 years later here I am. Oh, so wow. okay. you know, so I've and I've got a you know a group of almost uh, 27 people now that that I work with and we we do risk control, safety, loss prevention, whatever you want to call it, and claims consultation with our clients. So uh, the nice thing about it is we're able to do things that the client wants us to do and, and help them. Sometimes we have to be real with them and say, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> that it's way. a really bad idea. <laughs> That's a really bad idea. And here's what I think you should do. But you're able to have close relationships with the decision makers and, and things like that. And it's just been a great, it's been a great company, uh, very entrepreneurial. Um, you know, they hire, they hire good, well, with the exception of me, probably, they hire good people and let them do their job. Um, and Which is nice. Which is nice. Really you know, you're not micromanaged. You're not, um, you know, if you need to be micromanaged, you're not a good fit. Yeah, it's time, so, time to do yeah. something else. Yeah. yeah. So I've, 
you know, I think I only looked at the wanted ads like once while I was there. Wow. And, um, you know, you have bad days and, and you're wondering stuff. And then you talk to somebody else and hear what they're dealing with at work. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I got nothing going it's on. A, it's all yeah. about perspective. It's yeah. all about perspective. So, um, so it's been, been great. Uh, and my son, George, just applied for a job there. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So. Yeah, Rutherford uh, is it local? Yes, it was local. It was based. It was started in Roanoke, and okay. we had offices in um, uh, Richmond, Roanoke, Alexandria, Virginia Beach, um, Charlotte, and Raleigh at the time. And then we were acquired by Marsh and McLennan Agency. Okay. Uh, twelve, twelve years ago, I think now, or eleven, twelve years ago. And uh, we're the mid. We manage. We're the Mid Atlantic hub. Okay. For um, uh, for MMA, not mixed martial arts, but uh, Marshall McLennan Agency. Marsh McLennan Agency. Um, and we've acquired. We've made other acquisitions to become part of our our uh, our group. So. And, yeah. and the work is for other businesses. Yes, we do commercial insurance. It can be we do benefits, property casualty, bonds. Uh, we also do uh, personal lines or private client that we call it. And most of it's high value or high wealth mm. private clients. So you and I, the three of us aren't, aren't the primary <laughs> people they're looking for. I mean, uh, they they would be nice to us, but maybe, <laughs> right, right. maybe not form a business relationship <laughs> right, with us. Right. <laughs> so they want multiple homes, you know, farms, things like that. Big, big, what, big what tickets or at least total of... Yeah. Uh, so, some yeah. real money. Yeah. They handle my insurance, but that's just because I work there. <laughs> <laughs> if you laugh, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Did you grow up a uh, Washington football team or commanders or whatever they're called now? I did. My dad was a Skins fan. Um, diehard Skins fan. Uh, would write letters to – I think he wrote a letter to Joe Gibbs one time and said, y'all smelled – y'all stunk so bad I can – I could smell you in Ashland. If only, your, so. if, if only your dad knew how bad they'd become. Oh my God, yeah, it's just a trainer. So you know, in my heart, I'm still. It's hard though. It's hard. I, I, we need a new owner. Uh, Desperately. So, so they're still in my heart. You know, uh, I, I'm still watching them. Um, well, growing up, they were they were they good were, for a lot of yeah, your childhood yeah. and, and early adulthood. Yeah, but I've I've um, my son George, who's a sports junkie uh he latched on to the buffalo bills hmm. before before they got good before yeah. the way they are now are that's my, that's a rule of liking a team you can't yes. like them just because they're good now right and he was um it's really a neat story he was um my sister lisa uh her husband passed um gosh probably six seven years ago now mm. and um he was from buffalo and so george is like i'm looking I need a t- I need a team, and uh, he's like, you know what? I'm going to start rooting for the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabers to to honor to honor Uncle Mark. That's cool. And he stuck with it. Um, it it's hard being a Sabers <laughs> Sabers fan. They're not they're not real good. But, they were okay maybe 15 yeah. 20 years so, ago. But yeah, yeah. So he's got he's always got another team that he's also rooting for, but. Um, you know, I got to. We've gone to a couple Bills games, and it's a it's a neat environment. Oh, that's cool that you yeah. been up there. Yeah, I took him. I think for his twenty uh, first birthday. They are nuts up there. Oh yeah, they're crazy. 
Like the they do the uh, table table smash- dives. Yeah, yeah. Their fan base is pretty awesome. Yeah, they are. But I tell you, they, they, the Bills Mafia. But they also donate. They donate a lot of money mm-hmm. to to charities, not just Buffalo Bills related charities. But you know, I, I forget. You know, somebody's mother passed away on a competing. You know, one of their rivals, and they made a huge donation yeah. to whatever the foundation was. So they're they're crazy. But they're also very big hearts. Big hearts. It's nice to see them be relevant again. Yeah. I I hope they're good for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. Nobody's good for that long. I mean, if you're good for 10 years, you're really, really lucky. Yeah. So I think they've got another eight or nine years. And their head coach right now is a guy who went to William & Mary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Two William Mary guys head coaching in the NFL. I mean, who? who? And that's the other team I've kind of adopted, the Steelers. (sighs) And I, I... I tell you, it's fine. No, it's, <laughs> I have three of my three of my best friends are hardcore Steelers fans, and well, because we grew up when the Steelers were killing it. Yes, and my dad hated the Steelers, man. much like I hated the Steelers. Hated them, couldn't stand them. So it was really tough for me to get over that that childhood hate that would that existed uh, in our house. For uh, he called uh, Terry Bradshaw the Crown Prince of Dumb. That was his uh, title for him. But anyway, um, they they are diehard Steelers fans, and they go up every year for a game. And they invited me to go one time, and I went and had a good time. And then I think they invited me. The fans are great. The fans are great. It's another, It's a great place to see a game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the bars, everything downtown. You know, going, Pittsburgh's done it right. Yes. FedEx Field sucks. Yeah. Or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Wherever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's horrible. Um. Well, we lo- one year I went, we lost to the Browns, and they, they on a, on their trips up to that point, they hadn't lost, so they said you can't come anymore. What? <laughs> yeah, and they were so serious. They, they were serious. They said you can't come anymore. I'm like, that's fine. Well, okay. to the Browns, no less. Right to the Browns, yeah. no less. And it was right after. It was the year that the Browns restarted. Okay, so after yeah, because, Buff, because after the old the, ones became the Ravens, the Ravens, and then they 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 reformed in Cleveland. Um, so even worse. And so they, so about 10 years later, they lost another game on a trip. So they said, all right, you can come back now. (laughs) It's not just you. Right. (laughs) That's hilarious. So we have a good time. So you're, you're sort of a Steelers fan. So I, I, loose. Yeah, no, I I respect the organization. You and I have similar experiences. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan and I grew up with them. I mean, they were okay in the late 70s, early 80s, and then they got really bad for a really long time. And they were so bad for so long, I'm like, I'm going to have a second favorite team that I'm going to follow to yeah. just because I, I want my team to win occasionally. And right. so I, I became a Dolphins fan for uh, a few minutes. Okay. And I still pull for them. But they're, they're abysmal now. But the Bucs are okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least as long as Tom Brady doesn't retire. But I like the, I like the, the Steelers organization. Got a lot, of, a lot of respect for the Rooney family. Yeah. And um, I, I like the Bills. I like the Bills organization. Too. Who was the head coach of the Steelers when you were a little kid? Chuck Noll. And there have only been two other coaches p- since Noll. Yep. yep. Think about that. It's amazing. Three coaches in the last fifty years, basically. Yeah. Sixty, Pretty almost close. sixty, probably. Yeah. He, he probably he probably started in the early to mid sixties. Something like that. All right. Yep. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably know is coming. Okay. So it's the talk show question. Yeah. 
All right, so you. I've been preparing for this. All right, good. You're, you're, <laughs> you're one of a few that has actually listened to an entire episode that has heard the question at the end. Uh, so you know the question. But, but for our listening audience that may not have heard this, um, for all six of you that haven't heard this, uh, you're a talk show host one night only or one day only. You get to invite whoever you want, uh, except that one has to be male, one has to be female, and one uh, musical. If you are a big stand-up comedy fan, you can also have a comedian on. They can be alive or dead. They can be related to you or not. The people you know, not know. Famous, not famous. It's, uh, yeah, this is this is a tough one. So first, I'm going to break the rules a little bit. Okay. I, I need a co-host. And, oh, nice. Okay. This is the first All time a right. uh, guest has asked for a co-host. And my co-host is going to be my dad. Nice. Okay. okay. So that so that we can have we can have a beer or or two together and and, and be and be playful with and each playful other and talk and yeah. and you know just shoot the shit. Um you just blew my mind a little bit, right? That was nice. Yeah. yeah. So secondly, I would like to invite my mother's father who was a uh, admiral in the Navy. Okay. Led the naval forces on Utah Beach during D-Day. Oh, wow. I never met him. He died. Uh, he died in, in the war. Mm. Uh, committed suicide, unfortunately. Wow, gosh. But um, that they, and so I'd love to have him on so that I could talk to him and get to know him. No, that's amazing. And, yeah. yeah. So. Um, it's so sad. Too. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and it was battle fatigue. I mean, they said it was battle fatigue. I mean, there are a lot of stories going around, but um, he was the youngest admiral in the Navy wow. at the time. Um, but Don Moon, if you're, if, uh, the Google boy over there is, is looking it up. The Google guy is all <laughs> right. over. Uh, or stat boy. Okay. Um, is that your mom's main name? Moon? Moon. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, female is going to be tough. Did you, well, hold on. May- hold on. Uh, Admiral Moon is the father-in-law of your co-host. Yes. Did they get along or did they the didn't story? know each other? They never knew each other. Yeah. So it was because be, he yeah, it was before she, yeah. They got married. Yeah. My, I mean, my mom was like 12 or 13 oh, wow. or something when, yeah. when he passed. Oh, so. Cool. Yeah. So it'd be a good experience for him, too. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. Female, maybe somebody like Rosa Parks. Okay. Just to. I wanted to ask her how how, how much did you have to rely on your internal fortitude to yes. do what you did? I mean, okay. because what she did took so much courage. I don't think we can comprehend how no, much courage. We can't. We, we no, there's no way. There's no way we can't. We can't say what would be equivalent to that today to do that. I, I, I don't know. I think her personal story, getting to know her character, would be yes. amazing. I, she just seemed like a quiet, humble person. Yeah. But that's that's her public image. Who, yeah. who actually knows? Comedian. I would. I would tune in. I would absolutely yes. tune in. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Comedian. It, it's got to be Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I love Dave Chappelle. He is an interesting cat. Oh, he's so smart. He's oh so my smart. God, he's so smart. Just amazing, amazing person. Um, uh, music. They're going to be musical acts. Okay. Um, one is going to be ACDC. All right. Yeah, because they were my. They can they can light up a stadium. Yeah, no, they no were question. my they were my my band growing up. Um, also, like Tears for Fears. So I'd like to have them on. How long did they stay together? It's, it feels like maybe a 10, 15 year yeah, long kind of thing. Yeah. I actually saw them a few years ago at the National. Okay. They wow. got back together and uh, my wife, Sharon, uh, bought tickets for us to go see them. Are those guys brothers? No. They, su- they seem like brothers. They're not. Okay. No, All right. No. By the way, you just took yourself back to early mid 80s with tears for Oh, fears. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
Um, and then probably somebody today that I would want on would be um, uh, Parker McCullum. I don't know if you know who I that is. I don't know who that is. It's, it's more of a... It's a Texas country, kind of a rock country yeah. kind of um, good beat to it. Good beat. It's not. It's not mainstream country or pop country, which is refreshing. Yeah, yeah. So, but he is on the radio a little bit. But I heard him. Um, I think I heard him on a on a playlist called Texas. You know, don't me- don't mess with Texas. You know, so that's how I that's how I learned about him. Have you seen him in person? I have not. I've not. I'd love to though. So uh, that's quite the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be big. And your dad's co-hosting. Yes. You can't forget. Which will be interesting uh, in itself. Yeah, so, I it's uh, I don't know. You and your dad as co-hosts, you're going to have to segue through some pretty tough segues, I think. Can you segue from Ad, Admiral Moon to Rosa? And and then Rosa to uh, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be an interesting segue. From what, Dave from, would love that. Oh, yeah. I imagine. I've never yes. met Dave. I don't know Dave, but but yeah. it's something that he would he would uh, he would definitely embrace wholeheartedly. He would love. He he's very intellectually curious, and I think he yeah. would be fascinated yeah. by that interaction. I really yeah. haven't thought about how the segues would go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't recreated any of these, no. and it, uh, we can't recreate yours for right. obvious reasons. But yeah, right, right. No, that's great. That's. Uh, would you have come up with co-host, Dad, if you hadn't didn't have any time to prep? Because most people don't have any prep time. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have come up with co-host, but I think I would have wanted him. Dad to would be, have been there. In some he would have been a guest. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about okay, there. You know, <laughs> you can only have one of each, and um, I couldn't choose between my father and Admiral Moon. I mean, I could. I would have chosen my father. Right. But um, I was like, I, I want them both. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm going to. Well, do. it's your show. Yeah, exactly. I guess I, I'm starting with a roadmap that you can adjust right. as you right. go. Right. All right. Cool. All right. Tell us about your family. All right. So, Beyond what you've already talked. Yeah. About. Yeah. So my wife Sharon and I met at VCU. Um, she's from the South Side, so I got her on the right side of the river. Right, uh, right. Know, well, so, I mean, I mean, eventually everybody figures it out. Yeah, yeah. So we met there. Um, um, we have two boys, and luckily she loved Ashland. So you know, we moved. I think she really loves it now. Right? Oh, she right. does. She's she's all in. Yeah, she's all in. I mean, I'm 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 Sharon Styles' husband. Okay, <laughs> that's the that's the way it is now. <laughs> she's not Rob Styles' wife. So, um. Um, but you know, she's in the garden club and, uh, loves it. And I think I, I told the story. That's how we get to see your parents so much, which is so nice. But, uh, um, we were going to have your mom do the flowers for our wedding, Yeah. but it was, we were married on April 17th and that is garden week. Yeah. So now our anniversary is always. I, I, I've, I've asked my mom for certain things during garden week my entire life and I get none of it. Nothing. Garden week. Yeah. The world stops during garden week. Yeah. So, um, and we have two boy, two great boys, um, George, who's 24, uh, went to Virginia Tech. Okay. Uh, Ethan is almost 21. He'll be 21 at the end of August. And, um, he went, he's at VCU right now. He's taking some time off because COVID college just. That's not fun. It sucks. Yeah, it, not fun is not strong enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just sucks. And I think he's also, um. I think he's try. I think this this accelerated the process, but I think he's also trying to figure out. He's in the art school at mm-hmm. VCU, and um, 
Well, which, by the way, is a top school in our top, country. For top art. school. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ethan, top public school. He does some amazing stuff. Yeah. He's Crazy. extremely talented. Like what? He he's he's a sketcher. He draws um, like pencil, pencil um, marker. Uh, I don't know Copic markers. Those are the big art oh, markers okay. out there. Um, he likes to draw characters. I mean, ever since he was a little boy, he had a journal. He had a little you know um, a little book, and he would he would draw on it. And he he had some characters that evolved over time, and he developed a backstory for her. And Is that going to become something? I don't know. I It'd don't be know. cool if it did. It'd be cool. It'd be very cool. Um, I hope so, because uh, but I think he's trying to figure out if art is what he wants to do for a living. You know, I think he'll always. I think that's what he's struggling with right now. Um, so I think he'll always do it, but I, and I think if he sticks with it. He might get into teaching mm. art, art, art education, um, which is funny because he says, yeah, he'd kill me if I said, if he, when he hears this, if he listens to this, um, he always thought art teachers were artists that couldn't make it as an artist. <laughs> okay. There's maybe a little bit of truth. But and there may be, but he also realized how many of his art teachers inspired him mm. to do things. And so that's what, that's what appeals to him. Um, George majored in, they both graduated in 2020, in oh. the heart of COVID. Yeah, brutal. You know, Ethan graduated with Jack. The same year my son graduated. Yeah, yeah. it's just, just awful. So um, they were robbed of some. Uh, no pun intended for yeah. the, the two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were robbed for, of some life experiences there. But George. Well, made, uh, no, but let, let's, let's tap into that yeah. a little bit more. They. The last two or three months of their high school years in, in public schools around oh. here, and we go in the mid June. They had three months, just mm-hmm. poof, and mm-hmm. it's the last three months of your senior year of high school. Yeah, no, no prom, no shenanigans that happened your senior year, especially the last two or three months, and then your, your first year of college. You're away from your parents for the first time, and you, you're exploring all kinds of stuff, and you're learning a ton that has nothing to do with academics, and yep. you end up. Sitting in your dorm room for a year, yeah, just brutal. Yeah, yep. Jack sat in, sat in his dorm room at Tech twenty one to twenty two hours a day the first Jeez. semester he was there. Yeah, and he came home second semester because he couldn't. Yeah, he just kept taking online. Yeah, um, but yeah, the the last three months was nothingness, and then and I just our experience. Jack didn't even he didn't see Tech until we took him. Wow, because we didn't have a visit. Yeah, because same for us. They stopped. Yeah, yeah. Yep. so yeah. Um, Ethan was the same way. He he lived in the dorm his first year. I didn't want to rob him of that dorm life, mm-hmm. but it was the same thing. It was all online. He didn't even know the kids on his hall. Yeah, I mean, um, it was just so uh, everything was so shut down. And he's in the art program. Okay, studios weren't open. Yeah, um, and that's seven, not learning either. No, seventy five percent of his classes were online for 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 art. And I mean, we were, we were, and, and the other thing, I think, I, I'm probably bad mouth my alma mater here, but other public colleges were a little more open and kids were, go, especially the second year, sophomore mm-hmm. year, yep. for yep. both, for all of our boys. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were open. You know, classes were meeting in person, not at VCU, mm. not in the art program. Mm. It was 75% online and, we wrote a nasty gram <laughs> to my wife and I 
wrote a nasty gram um, to the school, and their response was was pitiful and just said, "Well, some some kids really like online learning. Well, mine doesn't, and it sucks. And, and, and most don't. <laughs> and most don't. Yeah. So, so Especially and they said, yeah, they said the next semester was going to be more of the same. So he said he came home at Christmas. I don't think he realized how unhappy he was until mm. he got home, and he's like." I'm, I'm not going not back. Doing it, I was yeah. like, I don't blame you. Yeah. I wouldn't want my kid going through four years of that. No. So yeah. I'm not sure if he's going to go back this semester. We'll, we'll see. Um, might take, he's working up at Finn and Feather in Ashland um, now. But, um, you know, I'm thinking if he doesn't, if he doesn't go back, that hopefully he'll try to find some type of job and something that he enjoys. Loves nature, loves animals, loves creatures, fish. That's, yeah. what, that's what excites him. He'll find, his, he'll find, he'll his, find way. his way. Yeah. And uh, George majored in um, uh, sports media and analytics okay. from tech. And so thinking he, you know, wanted to get into broadcasting. Not well, get into sports and 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 uh, the broadcasting side of it. But of course, when he graduated, everything was shut down. Right. Mm-hmm. All sports were shut down. Yeah. Um, and I think he also realized. Both boys realized maybe this isn't what I want to do. You know, they thought they thought they knew what they wanted to do since they were twelve, and now they're actually in it. And they're like, "Huh, I'm not sure if this is it or not." So, which is which is absolutely normal. Um, funny story about George when he was uh, when he was twelve. I think he said, "I said, George, what are you, what are you going to do for a living?" He goes, "I'm going to be a professional baseball player." Mm. All right, cool. Sounds easy enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. What's your backup plan? NBA. <laughs> Funny. I said, "All right, cool. At least you got a backup plan." At least he wasn't uh, saying that when he was eighteen. Yeah, so he's always been a sports junkie. All right, loves sports, loves the, you know, does all the fantasy stuff with baseball, basketball. I don't know if he does basketball. Basketball's so, weird for fantasy. Yeah, football, um, football and baseball make foot, a lot of sense. Foot, football and baseball, but he loves everything about it, and and but I just don't think he wants to be in it. Mm. He wants to be the fa- he wants to be a fan. I don't think he wants to be mm-hmm. yeah. part in the, of the, in the actual work in, of in it, the yeah. actual work of it because then it's it kind of takes some of your fandom away. Well, so, it's, it's a job. Yeah, it's point. a job, and um, so he's kind of he's in the insurance area right now, working for a friend of ours, and that does a lot of back back room work for uh, physicians and. Okay. and um, you know, general practitioners and stuff like that, and seems to enjoy it. So um, we'll see what happens there. All right, Rob, uh, I think I'm going to have you back on with two of your friends that you grew up with. Okay. And this may be putting you in an awkward position, so if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. But if you did come back to talk about growing up in Ashland, and and it's a little weird for you because a lot of the guys you grew up with didn't technically grow up in town, but they did spend some time in town. Mm-hmm. You have two people that you have in mind, and you can just say yes, and you don't have to name them if you don't want to. I need to think about it because okay. I, I, I'm thinking about somebody who actually I didn't grow up with. He's he's my neighbor now. Okay, and he but he grew up in town, but he's a few years older older than me. He would be a good okay. He's a great storyteller. Well, I love it. And he's a he's a he should have been a history teacher, but he's a. He's in finance, uh, financial planning. So, <laughs> so that could be a good one. Um, um, not that the other ones wouldn't be, but l- let me let me think about that. Okay, and we can talk about it offline and, and right. see. Very so, cool. Yeah. 
Well, Rob, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Glad to do it. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah. Does this feel normal now that you finished it? Is this what you expected? Uh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect. You, you came in with no expectations. No expectations. Which is the best way to cover it. Right, right. Very cool. Well, I was like, because my, my wife was like, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and that didn't surprise your wife. I no. Yeah. No, I said, I don't have anything prepared. We're just going to go with the flow and yes. see where it takes us. It's just so, two or three guys talking. You're right. Right. You, you got Silent Rob to come out, which well, is unusual. Before I go, I do need to tell you a funny story. I think it's a funny story about how I met my wife, and you can. No, it's great. No, that, yeah. So we, you know, she. I'm older. I'm a four and a half years older than she is. Um, so we were at VCU. Um, she, my fraternal little brother, fraternity little brother, was best friends with her brother. Okay. And so he introduced us, and we had a class together. Um, on Monday nights in the fall. What else comes on Monday nights yeah, in the fall? The best thing of the week. Yeah, Monday yeah. night football. Um, so it was, we would, a fraternity brother of mine and I would usually sit through the first half of class and then we'd leave to go watch Monday night football and we'd say, hey, Sharon, can we get the notes from you? And of course she's like, sure. Um, so anyway, so we had that class um, and everything and got to know her that way. She was also dating one of our pledges at the time too. So, um, but then they broke up and then after, well, no, they hadn't, I'm sorry. The next, the spring. Okay. I wasn't, I was president of the fraternity. I was out of office now. So I was working the door and I was drinking, didn't drink when I was president. Cause I was, I was on the hook. So, so, um, I was drinking, I was, I was half in the bag or more and Sharon comes to the door and I hadn't seen her since class. And I went, Sharon, how you doing? She's like, great. You know, we hugged. And I said, you know, now that I don't have class with you, I don't have anybody to stare at. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> she goes, you were staring at me? I thought I was staring at you. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Rest is history. There it is. <laughs> yeah. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. So That's a, that's a good story. Ed. Yeah. yeah. And, and two kids later and yeah, still two, happily married. And- happily married, Twenty. 20- 29 years. Yeah. Well, well, we've been we've been married. 20, is it oh, I've been You better get this straight before yeah. we stop recording. 93. Yeah, 29 years. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.